Jocelyn Chia, how you been? I've been good. Uh, I got back to the city a week ago and did my first New York spots of the whole year yesterday night. Yeah. But you were, so were you rusty or have you been doing spots pretty much throughout the pandemic? Oh, I was so rusty. In fact, it was an audition <laughs> spot. One of the spots was an audition spot. And I was like, man, maybe I shouldn't have scheduled an audition spot my first day doing stand-up in months. Well, that's ballsy. Wait, wait, wait. Was it, was it for, um, can you say what it was for? Yeah, or Comic Street Live. So an independent booker had booked me on the show. Yeah. And she mentioned that the booker was going to be there. And she was like, yeah, I'll tell him to watch you. So I was mm -hmm. like, okay, I mean, I guess I didn't want to pass on the opportunity since it came. You know, I've, I, I, you know I've been trying to get it a strip for like a, so many years. I've never even gotten an, audi an audition. So yeah. finally, um, now that there's, I guess, new management, shall we say that? Yeah. Uh, there's an more, more opportunity there these days because the yeah. old manager or the, the old person in charge like kind of, kind of tight grip on, on the roster. Right, right, right. No, that's great, but that's, that's ballsy, dude. I mean, that to schedule an audition, um, yeah, when you're first, one of your first sets back. But I know what you're saying, like, you don't, you, you, like, that's the biggest thing about comics. It's like, we have such FOMO, you know? It's like, mm. like, Anytime, every night, I like, I have all these spots, like four, five, and they're like, they don't make any sense. Like, I got to be in Brooklyn at 7.30, then I got to be in the Upper West Side at 8.10, then I got to be in the Village at 8.25, and it just makes no sense, but I'm just so scared if I, like, say no to someone, then they're like, well, he, 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 you know, he lost his chance, and he'll they'll never <laughs> come out to me, you know? So yeah, just, interesting. Yeah, but um, did it, I'm sure it went well. I mean, you're, su you're super fucking funny. I mean, I can't imagine. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It did go well, yes. Yeah. So I'll probably see you there soon. Yeah, great. I can't, the more the merrier. That's what I say. I'm not one of those comics where like, oh, more people. Oh, you're nah. the wealth, baby. And I'm not taking your spot anyway. I'm taking the female spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, what have you been up to during the pandemic? I know you've been uh, kind of back and forth from uh, Singapore. Yeah, I wasn't in, in New York for 90% of the pandemic. I don't know why my face suddenly lit up so brightly. Oh, there we go. Oh, great. Uh, I was in Oregon for about a good eight, nine months. Interesting. Because I was touring the West Coast when pandemic hit in New York. And I was like, well, I'm not going to go back to the heart of the pandemic. So I yeah. stayed out in Oregon, then came back for a couple of months. And then Singapore, they had a tight lockdown, suddenly opened up the borders to people willing to come in if you had a specific reason. And mine was visiting family. Mm -hmm. So I got special exception from the government to visit Singapore. I had a quarantine for 14 days in a hotel. And they were very strict in Singapore. Like, Whoa. they give you a key card that is one-time use only, meaning you can use it once to enter your hotel room. And that's it. If you leave, it will lock you out. Is this once a day or is this th throughout the once duration? Once in that 14 days. It's only, you can only use it one time to get into your room and then you're stuck in there forever <laughs> for 14 oh days. Yeah, I always felt like, like, it's so funny that people in the United States bitch so much about like, oh, my rights, I gotta wear a mask. I gotta, we can't, I can't go to Applebee's. What is this? It's like, <laughs> bro, in other countries- and it's like the Applebee's people who are complaining. You're, you're spot on with that one. Absolutely. Yeah, it is the Applebee's. The, the, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but um, yeah, but then like Singapore, like I know like um, Europe was like, or Italy was like, was it Italy? Yeah, like completely shut down. Like if you walked oh, outside, yeah, they were just dying there. it would shoot a dart in your neck, you know? So damn, that sucks. Two weeks just in the hotel by yourself. Like, what were you doing? Like, it was actually for... really nice. Um, it was a five star. <laughs> 
Solitude it was a amazing. Hotel. It was amazing. I had peace and quiet. Mm-hmm. No parents, because after quarantine, I had to move in with my parents. And I was like, you know, I really miss my hotel. <laughs> right, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you were, did you go to Singapore just to visit or did you go, not for financially, right? You were in like, I have, like a lot of people went home to their parents because of financial reasons, but I don't mm, think you're doing No, well. not so much. It was more to visit because actually going back was at first more expensive because of the 14 day quarantine that I had to pay for. I had to pay, and the government only lets you stay at five-star hotels. So, really? Yeah, the government mandates like only these select hotels can be stayed at for quarantine. They just wanted the high, highly trained staff to be in charge of it. So that's why they le- left it only to four five-star hotels. You pay um, out of pocket, so right? $2,000. You pay out of pocket. Out of pocket, yeah. They would, in the beginning of the pandemic, any stranded Singaporeans who were overseas could come back to Singapore and the government would pay for the hotel. But after a year, they're like, okay, if you leave, you want to come back, you pay. And I'm not Singaporean anyway, so I had to pay. Okay, okay. Wow, good for you. I mean, um, (laughs) I don't know how bad I want to see my parents. (laughs) Well, I just wanted to get out of New York. It was was winter time, so it was the winter shutdown. Mm. We had no more indoor dining. It was getting cold and gloomy. Stuck in my apartment. And Singapore had gone things under such control that it was having zero community transmission. So it was relatively open. Movie theaters were open. Um, you could go out, mm-hmm. you said to wear a mask, but there's just so much more freedom there. So I think it's for my mental health, really. It was a mental health decision. I was getting really depressed in the, in the wintertime in New York. In yeah, it was, it was definitely a bummer. Now, did you do it alone or were you with someone? Um, I did it alone. I went by myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you do, uh, the pandemic in New York city alone or did you yes. have, someone? yeah, so See, that's like, Allison, um, I know you've met my girlfriend before. Um, yeah, I love her. Yeah, she's she loves you too. Like, like <laughs> you guys should go out uh, sometimes. Um, I'm gonna steal her from you. <laughs> you go, please, by all means, steal her. Um, but I like I, I hate to be I hate to sound like it, it always sounds like I'm bragging when I say this, but like I'm so happy. Like I love like I I I would be with her regardless, but like I'm super grateful that I had her. Wow. Undergo this thing with like I can't imagine being alone. You know, like I can't imagine just being in my own thoughts all the time or just like, um, yeah, with nothing to do. Don't like, I, I don't, I don't know. It just, um, I really like, but you uh, actually had a good experience then. Cause a lot of people quarantining with this thing and other also hated it, but you actually had a good experience. So you got lucky. Well, it wasn't easy, but I would say I, 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 I enjoyed it in the sense where it's like, I'm happy I was with someone, but it, it, there was not, there was challenges for sure. Like we, there was a lot of arguments. There was a lot of, uh, just getting on each other's nerves, you know, a lot of like trying to, you know, learning to um, accept and deal with the other person, you know, we're, we're starting to learn things about each other from living together or spending so much time together that um, we just didn't know before, you know, but so you guys all in all, for how long? now we're, I mean, we literally moved in, I think a year ago. So wow. April, when the pandemic hit, um, her her uh, her lease was ending. My lease was uh, I had a month to month, so we just said, "Fuck it!" Like you know, we were we had thought about it, and we just did it because the pandemic. And we had already thought about it before the pandemic of moving in together. You know, honestly, it was really. I remember we were at a Starbucks, and she was talking about how she, she did not not like her roommate. I hope her roommate doesn't listen to this, but <laughs> it wasn't that she, was she hated her roommate, but her roommate was kind of like. Um, 
Like she was, her roommate was great. Like most times when you get partnered with random people in the city to be roommates, it's a disaster. She was actually super cool, super chill, could hang out with, you know, could talk to. But she had like a couple things where it's like, like my girlfriend had a cat and my girl, my girlfriend's roommate would be like, how did you sweep the entire house up to down because you have a cat like every day, you know, like just little things where it's like annoying. And Mm -hmm. she was telling me about like, oh, like maybe I want to like live alone or like get a you know like our lease is ending like maybe she's and she's been kind of complaining about her and i was like hey maybe we could move in together i was just throwing it out there and uh she didn't see she was i, I could tell like she was trying to keep it in but she was definitely more like oh yeah like she had thought about it too and it was kind of that i was happy i i, I um um it was vocal about it because me and her are both very in her head type of people so me and her are more like we're gonna keep in our head. Hopefully, someone else says something, and if they <laughs> don't, we just assume that they uh, they hate me. You know, <laughs> people. So I'm glad I said something. I, I manned up and I and I and I vocalized, and we uh yeah. Because uh, she wanted it too, but she didn't have the guts to say it. Yeah, she she's not she doesn't like putting herself out there, making her seem she doesn't like seeming vulnerable. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So I have to have like I guess the emotional maturity in in a <laughs> sense where it's like I have to kind of like you know, say how I feel or, you know, just kind of pry it out of her. Wow. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm happy. I'm happy that I had someone the whole time, you know, but it wasn't easy. There's a lot of arguments, all that stuff. Um, yeah. But is it moving you guys even closer to the next level, like engagement? Um, I mean, we haven't thought about that, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> it definitely moved the relationship to the next level. I really think like, you know, people date like, like when people date, whatever, blah, 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 like they're at this line, then they get like official, they kind of move up a little bit because they're not fucking anyone else. But that whole moving in and stuff like that is maybe like a mm. hundred million times more challenging than all that other right. stuff. Because you're literally living with someone like people are weird, you know, like like people have like little things about them that they don't share with anyone else. So you're just really <laughs> getting to know the person truly yeah. and fully and sometimes when people do that there are a lot of couples that broke up during the pandemic you know totally. spending too much time together and um yeah and how big is your apartment so we just we were living in a one bedroom we just got a new apartment like a month ago that's twice the size three oh, times great. the size wow. yeah i got like i'm in like my loft right now like i have my own like little like loft. oh nice okay yeah. i'm and sure then, that helps right having more space yeah, it's 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 definitely uh, less claustrophobic, and we're just like happier when we come home. Which is like, like, look at this palace, you know? <laughs> this palace. Yeah, as opposed to before, we'd come home and we'd be like, oh my, like, oh fuck. How do you guys afford this palace? Did you move to Connecticut? <laughs> no, we're in the Upper West Side. No, the, the right. rent went the rent went down in New York. Oh, that's yeah. right. So we're paying like fifty dollars more than we were before, but we have three times the space unbelievable that's right. amazing now i wish i rented i own my place so i'm still here in my little studio no but you have a like you have a you're in a west village i mean you got a great location i mean i love to live down there but she you know she wants to be closer to work so we kind of settled on the upper west side she she works in harlem so oh god oh that's a trek to get to comic strip life for you then yeah it's a it's 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 it's, it's, it's literally just i gotta go across but getting cross town once you get up uptown is a is a is you got to go through the park so it's a it's a whole nother thing it takes me like 35 minutes 40 minutes oh that's not so bad 
No, it's, it's not terrible. I thought you had to go down, across, and then up again. But I guess that's a bus that takes you across. Yeah, I take the bus. But the buses run every uh, two years, you know? So <laughs> so you might sometimes you're waiting there for a while. And then here's a terrible thing. But, like, sometimes, like, the bus isn't the subway. It just goes, goes, goes. The bus stops, traffic, whatever. And then if people are handicapped, they need to, like, mm. stop everything. The conductor needs to get out and, like, right. strap them on and, you know, kiss them in the, on the forehead. <laughs> you know, uh, get their number. And it's like, <laughs> at, at, this Test is so new. Right, right, right. Give them a rapid test real quick. <laughs> but this is so the most New York thing about me. It's like, anytime we stop and I see a person with like no legs getting on, I just go, fuck! Like, I gotta get yeah, to my spot! New Yorker. Yeah. <laughs> what are we stopping? Fuck grandma! <laughs> you know? Very it's true. I, I so relate. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I wish, it's horrible, it's horrible, but, you know, but yeah, so I'm glad that you know, here you're doing well, I'm glad you, uh, gonna be at the strip soon, um, yeah, let's I talk about, so. he, he still wants to see a tape, uh, he saw me live, but some, for some reason, he still wants to see another tape, so I'll suspend yeah. that, but other than that, let's, said. let's be, let's be secretive, but let's, let's communicate, it's a, the person, um, the name start with a T? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, I just want to make good. I, just, I don't want to give out. He's very secretive. I, he I don't want to give out uh, his stuff. But yeah, I just want to make sure you're the right person because uh, you've helped me get in the clubs before. So I just want to make sure you have the right contact. Oh, to Westside? Huh? To Westside? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, awesome. you single-handedly um, uh, got me in there. And Felicia had me. Oh, shit. But, <laughs> but she had me booked for um, a couple weekends in April last year before the pandemic. And it all got canceled because of the COVID. Mm unfortunately but no that was um the night what's one of the nicest things that anyone's ever done for me what you did oh i'm so. happy to hear that yeah 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 but yeah i just wanted to make sure because there's so many comics um like newer comics that go oh doesn't uh that you know whatever julius donut booked the fucking comedy seller i'm like what are you talking <laughs> what are you talking about so i just want to make sure you have the right person um all right so you were back in Singapore, back home, back with the family. Um, did it bring back any memories from high school? Any childhood uh, trauma come back up? Nah. Yeah, I was going, I was trying to declutter some stuff and I saw a lot of really cute cards and letters that my girlfriends had written to me when, when I was younger. I mean, we were talking like from, and we were teenagers, like, you know, rebellious teenage years, but you're writing the cutest little heart shaped <laughs> cards with um, cartoon characters. We really love like Susie Zoo. I don't know if you have Susie Zoo in America or um, Sesame Street characters. We're acting like little kids. I think it was a trend in Singapore at one point where acting like a little girl as a 16 year old was considered cool. You know what's funny about that? My mom's Chinese and her sister and her kids moved like down the street from us. And I do realize like, like my mom does that something like she acts like she's my mom's you know a woman like she does that when she's like really trying to be silly or fun and in a party she starts acting like a little 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 girl and ah. when she she makes these jiffies she sends me these jiffies i guess they're her but they're like little girls with dolls you know like oh laughing God. and man i'm like i'm like and then my um my aunt's daughter wants to be a princess so bad she's like in her 20s she still wants to be a princess you know wow so i think that is a is that is that kind of a trend or a pop culture kind of thing 
being a princess. Yeah, in, in uh, the the east the east uh, eastern civilizations. That's. I think so. Way. I mean, when I was I was in in second secondary school is teenage years, so about thirteen to sixteen. Um, we would have these girls that would just exclaim out loud, "No, I'm not doing that. I'm a princess." Like they'll just say that, like I'm really? a princess. <laughs> yeah, they oh, would identify God. themselves as a princess. You know, they were very forward in their thinking back then, even before self-identification became a thing. That's so funny. If you do that in America, you're, you get called a Karen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm a princess. I deserve better treatment. People are like, oh boy, Karen. Holy shit. Oh boy, princess Karen's in the house. <laughs> but yeah, so um, how was, uh, how was what, what was the name of your high school that you went to? St. Nicholas Girls School. So it's an all-girl Catholic high school. Oh, cool. uh, Very traumatizing. I did not <laughs> like high school. <laughs> how so? I was considered very rebellious. I mean, look, I was one of the most rebellious, naughty kids in my high school when it was an all-girls school. And then I go to, I guess, what you call finishing school after that, a, a co-ed finishing school. And now with boys in the mix, I was an angel. So like, you know, relatively speaking, I wasn't that bad, but compared to a bunch of girls, I was so naughty. Um, for example, well, they, they do corporal punishment in Singapore, which is real fucked up, but for example, yeah. yeah. Like with um, bamboo sticks and stuff or actually the fist? One, they they were cane girls. Some girls got cane. Yeah, I remember I had my first class, my first Chinese class, and the teacher was, was walking by another teacher and the other teacher said, oh, so did you get your cane? We were like, a cane? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty ugh. And then one teacher, maybe she was slightly more progressive. She didn't do the, the hitting herself. She got us to punish one another. Oh, that's even more sadistic. <laughs> Isn't it sadistic? That's, so one that's time, creepy, yeah. Yeah, she, she like real, real queen of outsourcing, right? She even outsourced the punishment. So once when I forgot my, my book in Chinese class, she made everyone, I think she was probably PMSing. She was in a bad mood that day. She sounds she like Charles Manson. That's something Manson would do. Get other people to, the killed other people. Did he do that? Yeah, he got his uh cult. Fought. He didn't kill anyone himself, wow. but he he made other people kill other people for him. Damn. So, and yeah, he's a crazy. Yeah, so I think that's even more sadistic, kind of, because you gotta you gotta brainwash someone to do your their work, and then you watching them do it is kind of weird in itself. I feel like, you know. Yeah. Would you, would you agree ultimately- that more? That's more weird. It's definitely more um, admirable. Like if you do your shit yourself, like, okay, I can control <laughs> myself. But if you make sure control another person to the extent that they do such a dirty deed for you. Yeah. Where do you get your power from? Like, I know. We're, we're, I want to be that charismatic. Yeah, exactly. Right. I want to be that charismatic <laughs> and powerful and persuasive. What good would I do in this world? Or evil that person for that should do comedy, honestly. Like they get, they would get a whole crowd to just eat out of their, the palm of their hand. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We just use that power to get on Netflix. That's what we do with our power. Oh, our Charles man. Manson power. So Charles, I mean, Charles Manson is on Netflix. Fuck. <laughs> So, okay, I, I, I kind of interrupt you. So, so the- Oh yeah, so this teacher, mm. so she got all of us, the ones who forget forgot our textbooks, she got all of us to stand on our chairs and in pairs face one another and pull one another's ears. Oh. How retarded is that? 
Yeah, like like just like 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 this and just keep going and going. Yeah, just like keep going. I mean, I didn't do it. The moment I heard pull one another's ears, I was like, this bitch is whack. And I just got off the chair. I got as far as climbing on the chair. I was like, okay, we're climbing chairs, sure, whatever. Yeah. And then turn to face your partner. Okay, fine, I'll face you. Now pull your partner's ear. I was like, bitch, you crazy. And then I just got down and I left the classroom. I just walked out. But wouldn't you get in more trouble for not listening? You know, you would think, but it's kind of like, <clears throat> I feel like when you man up, then the other person respects you more or, or you alpha up. Right. So when, once I left the classroom, all she said was, does Jocelyn have a high fever today? Oh. Oh. And then she let me go. Okay. Shit. Yeah. So that was interesting to see like when I stood up for my rights, like, I, and I was born in America, like maybe something in the water or the milk that I drank when I was a baby. Only, right. for, only for six weeks and then I had to move to Singapore, but maybe something in the water made me know that I have human rights, you know, you can't do this to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, so it's interesting to see that when I stood up for my basic civil liberties, that, yeah, she respected it. She's like, okay, go, <laughs> go do your thing. Right. She's probably taking notes. I'm like, oh, shit. I gotta do that. <laughs> so you were saying me that, how to stand up for myself. Yeah. You were saying that you were you were looked at as wild, right? Mm -hmm. Now what's wild? Like, what do you consider? What are they, why, why were you considered wild? Like, what would you do? Like, well, I was in a gang, but I was an what? old girl gang. <laughs> you in a gang? I was in a gang. It's not a big deal. It's an all girl gang. Like how much damage could we do? A lot of damage. You slash your boyfriend's <laughs> tires. You uh, steal makeup from uh, Zara or whatever. Uh -huh. I don't know what the place they're called. Limited, go to, go to uh, Forever 21 and uh, you know, Beat up people. I don't know. Wait, I wait. Would, you know what? I'll steal. I'll steal Lululemon pants. Those those things are expensive. Yeah, I know. They're like they're like regular uh, yoga pants, and they're like hundreds of dollars, right? Oh, it's insane. You know what's crazy? I just bought sweatpants. Um, not I. I, I bought a pair of sweatpants. Nike sweatpants. They're like eighty dollars, and I'm at the point now where it's like I. I I'm just gonna. Like, I wore them on stage recently, like on a Tuesday, uh, at a at a at a at a, at a, at a, at a, like a bar show, and. You're like, oh, sweatpants. I'm like, bro, these are eighty dollars sweatpants, uh -huh. and I look good in them. Like, you know, like <laughs> my balls look big. This, like, why can't I? If they're like nice, expensive, like I wear, like I have a lot of sneakers that are like worth thousands of dollars, you know. And oh. if I you go to a club with sneakers, oh, sneakers, what the fuck? Yeah, like, bro, these are more expensive than the than the stupid dress shoes that you're you're at Nordstrom's rack, you know. I don't know. Like, yeah, they don't know fashion. It's cool to dress in streetwear these days. Yeah, like like I don't know. I'm I'm today. I'm going in sweatpants. No, I'm not. <laughs> Today's Saturday. That's that's kind of an, an uh, unspoken rule. But um, so what like what what would the gang what what, what did your uh what did the gang do? <laughs> the gang. How many people were in it? What color? What was your color? Okay, so Singapore is a weird thing where we had these gangs that were named after the teams of basketball, uh, the basketball teams in America. So mine was Boston Celtics. <laughs> I feel like you're making this up. This is insane. <laughs> no way. There were Chicago Bulls. That was the Lakers. So there's 30, were there 32 gangs? Cause there's 32 uh, teams in a- Oh, it's a good question. I don't think there was as, maybe not that many. Cause we even had, we even had them um, baseball. We had the Yankees. <laughs> that was another gang. It was probably just good teams. I'm sure there's no like Charlotte Bobcats, 
game. Right, right, right. I think it's very Jessica Witski. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's that's pretty interesting. Okay, so you were the Celtics. So did you wear I was green? In the Celtics. Yeah. So you wore green. Uh, we would actually wear the 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 basketball jerseys, Boston Celtics. We had a brother gang as well. Oh, nice. What was the rival gang? The the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think the Chicago Bulls were, were a big one. So okay. a lot of us were enemies with the Bulls. Right. Right. Cool. What would you so what would you guys uh what was the crazy shit you guys did? Well the fun part was we just like occupy a public street and start break dancing on the street. So that's like fun stuff that we do. <laughs> also, you guys are just screwing around. You're not really like Anytime I hear gang, I think you're shooting people, you're you're robbing people. Yeah, I told you this is Singapore, man. I mean, guns uh, huh. are illegal. We did have knives. So when we got into a gang fight, it was supposed to be with knives. I never got into a gang fight, thankfully, but right. there was supposed to be knife training uh, at some point so that you could get into a gang fight and use your knives. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty scary, I think. Like I went to a good school, you know, I went to a top ten school, but Somehow, I had like friends who were in, in the lower tiered schools, who, and those are the ones who were in the gangs. But because I had friends there, they like wrote me into their gang. Um, so these were like the, the the naughty kids. So like I, I coming from like an elite school, I was like, wow, this shit is getting scary. Like I thought we could just dance on the streets and act cool, but now they talk about knives, and they yeah. call it a parang. Um, they use the Malay word for it. It's because it's not just a knife; it's a curved knife. Right, so it's like a, uh, a sickle, right, kind of? Where it has a, a waviness to it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's more damaging. Right, so how, what, uh, so this is so, this is a weird question, but like, how did you get in the gang? Like, how did you? Oh, you had an interview? Not <laughs> <laughs> this an interview kept you a set? <laughs> he asked me where I saw myself in five years. <laughs> <laughs> and what my greatest strengths and weaknesses were. Right, right. Checked out my LinkedIn profile and she's all right, you're good to go. Right. So the, well, what kind of inner, like, was there any, like, anything like, so this is not like a, like a dangerous gang. This is just kind of like people having fun. You know, I thought it was just fun. And then they started talking about the knife fights and the training. They was like, okay, this is getting out of my league. Yeah. And then thankfully it actually dissolved before it could get too nasty for me. So I never saw how bad it could get, but yeah. if they're talking knife training here, then I guess it could get pretty ugly. So yeah. Probably got into some I'm sure they stole stuff from department stores as, as, a, as a bare minimum. Right. So you were in this gang and everyone knew about it. So I guess they, the teachers and everyone else kind of looked at you as a, as a badass then. I don't know if they got as far as the teachers. I know this, some of the students knew I was in a gang. And then this big mouth friend of mine. So she was my best friend in high school. And I, of course, I, I enrolled her in the gang. And then she thought it was like the coolest thing in the world to be in a gang. So she started like blabbering to the whole fucking school that no. she was in a gang and enrolling people in the gang. So she busted my cover. Like I was going to keep this to myself, my little like secret. And right. no, yeah, she blew my cover at attention seeker. Right. So did you, um, did you, you know, did you go with the gang? Did you guys go party and stuff? Did you guys do drugs? Cause I know, I know, I think up until 2004, at least in, in China, where like where I was, like Beijing, there was no drinking law to like 2004 or something, something crazy like that. Like it, there was no drinking limit or age. So were you guys uh, drinking and stuff, like smoking cigarettes? Yeah, and Everyone I'm drinking smoked cigarettes um, over there. 
too. Yeah, so the, the, those are the bad things we got into, drinking and smoking. I did smoke, or I like pretended to, uh, yeah. just to look cool. <laughs> right. um, but our drinking age is relatively young, 18, so it's not really too hard to get alcohol in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Was it fun? But we go to these things, this is kind of lame. We would yeah. go to these things called tea dances. I'm sure you don't have something this lame in America, or maybe you do, but it'll be yeah. 3 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon. We go to a nightclub that's open at 3 p.m. for the underage kids, so anyone below 18, and then we dance and drink Coke. Coca-Cola. Yeah, and that was like our like wild afternoon out. Whoa, and then yeah. we go and we chant our gang name. <laughs> Oh my god. And then the rival gangs would chant their gang name. <laughs> and we thought we were so fucking cool at 16 we're doing this shit. Just popping Coca-Cola. Popping Coca-Cola. Then popping grinding. Straw. Oh then my god. Straw. Yeah, back then straws were allowed. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> wait, so wait, what when did the actual drinking alcohol like happen though? A legal alcohol is 18 and above, but you- yeah. A lot of us could get into the nightclubs at night. So um, the nightclubs were, were 18 and above. But what they do is that when you get in, you'll have a, ch- a chop on your hand. Yeah. So they just come back out and transfer the chop to your hand. So you can I go see. in with the chop. Yeah. I see. I see. Do you have any, like, um, fun stories from the gang? Like, anything, like, worth telling? Any fun stories from the gang? Yeah. Mm. Like any crazy oh my God. heist or anything? Heist. <laughs> Ocean's 12. Uh, that was a crazy time where the gang leader, her name was Small Girl. I still remember her. <laughs> I love these names. Like, these gang names are so, like, not threatening. Like, we're the Celtics. We're led by Small Girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can't believe I still remember her name. So Small Girl decided to set me and my friend up with a guy. Ooh. So. Yeah, it was like a little blind date for the two of us, you know, the expand the, the gang influence, have us dating guys from the brother gang to like make us more connected with them. Right. So she set us out on this blind date. And 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 it was weird. Like I talked to my date prior to meeting him and he already asked me to be his girlfriend before meeting me. Oh my god. Yeah. Nuts. And so I'm like, no, of course not. And my girlfriend was like, Jocelyn, if you're this picky, you're never going to get a boyfriend. I was like, what? Thanks, mom. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Like, I can't, I can't even look at my boyfriend's face. Seriously, what is an arranged marriage? Right. So I, I said no to being his girlfriend without even seeing him. So we end up going on this blind date. And they're both named Kelvin. And I see this guy and I nearly puke. I was like, oh, my God. This is what small girl thinks I'm worthy of. <laughs> oh, was he, was he hideous? I mean, like, he was like, hello, mushroom haircut, short, skinny, acne. I was like, oh my God, like small girl does not think much of me. Uh, My friend's date was a little better, but my friend was prettier than me. So I was like, okay, fine. I I get the truth here. But what happened in the end was there were other guys from the gang there and another guy started talking to me instead and he was like i'm actually kelvin so i was having like wait what you're kelvin so he i was actually a little bit confused at this point later i realized oh he was then pretending to be kelvin oh yeah so he like impersonated catfish 
I got I got catfish. Yeah. So, but he was much cuter. So that you know what, you can be fake Kelvin. I don't yeah. care. I don't even care. You're way cuter than real Kelvin over there. You could be a uh, small girl. I don't give a shit. You could be small girl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You could be my gang leader. <laughs> yeah. Although, um, I was hoping he would be a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. right, keep going. This is great. I love this. Uh, that was that. Okay, so fake Kelvin ended up giving me my first kiss. 14 years old, I got my first kiss with fake Kelvin on a blind date by the guy who was not my actual blind date. Right. Did that go any further? So it, was just, it was just a, a one night kiss. <laughs> that was it. I one never saw kiss. him again. One night kiss. I love that. One night kiss. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my god. So this did you now? If you when you look back at it, do you do you keep in contact with any of these uh, high school friends or gang members? now yes so the girl that i joined the gang with she is she's doing very well now in singapore she's a trader and she came to new york a couple years ago and we caught up i hadn't seen her in 20 something years oh and we actually caught up and we did not talk about the gang but we did talk about the time that she slapped me i was like why the fuck did you slap me so i had um at 12 years old you have to take a major examination in singapore Uh and my teacher the, the same teacher that had a cane she read out everyone's freaking score in front of the whole class Oh and my in- God, <laughs> Dawson, go on my, I don't know if you follow me on Instagram, but I just did this Instagram uh, reel, this TikTok, whatever, um, about me being in Chinese school. And when I would go to Chinese school, I was only half Chinese. Everyone was full Chinese. And the teacher, when she gave our grades back, she'd write all the grades on the chalkboard. Oh my God. 90% 20 students, 90 to 80% 30 students, and then 50% one student. And everyone knew it was me. <laughs> Everyone knew it was me because I'm just the, oh I'm God, just an idiot, so you know. I, I, you know, I just have Chinese, so I don't know what that is. Like, there's, huh? there should be HIPAA laws with grades. There should be HIPAA laws with grades. <laughs> yes. You can't just do that. Like, but Asians, like Chinese, Singapore, they just love doing that, like reading grades out loud. Did they put your name, attach your name to it too, the grades? Yes, at least oh your teacher did attach names. They just knew it was you, but mine had names. She announced. That's my Chinese name. 254. Then the next girl, you know, Ling Ting Xia, 253. Oh my God. Yeah, she gave you your whole score. Yeah, that's so embarrassing. Oh my God, that would be so embarrassing. Did anyone like, obviously, there were people that didn't do well, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's who I got fucking slapped in the face. So I scored in the top three positions. I was one of the first three names that got read out. And this girlfriend of mine, my freaking gang friend, Comes up to me, she's like, hey, congratulations, you did so well. And she reaches out one hand, and I was like, okay, so I reached out to shake her hand. And then with her other hand, she slaps me across the face. Classic move. I love so it. I did ask her about that when she came to New York. I was like, where the fuck did you slap me? She's like, I don't remember this at all. Yeah, of course, you know, you were the one traumatized. Right, right. right. <laughs> did you, that's so, I love when people from high school are, uh, I, I love when they still uh, keep in contact and hang out later in life. I mean, yeah, it's kind of cool meeting our high school friends, right? See where they've come to. I mean, I feel very bad meeting most of them because all of them are so successful. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm a comedian. No, but you were, you were a lawyer before you did come. You were very, you, I you, was. And if I met up with them when I was still a lawyer, I'd still be able to hold my head up high. But, you know, yeah. then I made this career change. Are, no, are, are, like, are, are They obviously know you do comedy. Like, what do they say about it? Are they like, I'm sure they think it's cool. No, it, my American friends think it's cool. So the ones I went to like law school with, they're like, oh, my God. You're doing comedy, comedy now. You're my inspiration. Follow your dreams. Right, right. My Singapore friends, they're like, "Oh, you're doing comedy now. All right, come, let me buy you dinner." Wow, that's so funny. 
That's so Asian culture. I didn't know I'm broke now. That's so funny because yeah, I have all I have all these friends, nine to five jobs, benefits, all that shit, and they always like, dude, I wish I was you. I wish I was uh, good for you. Like I'm jealous, and then I think that's a really American thing. I don't know if they're just being like nice, you know. Maybe like, they're just being nice. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. But I think American culture also has a lot of follow your dreams in the zeitgeist. So that could be that. And these people might have been too afraid to follow theirs. So they are supportive yeah. of you. I do have like friends who seem legit supportive because they're like, you know what? So she, I have this one girlfriend, really top-notch law student, joined a top law firm. She got married. Now she's a stay-at-home mom. She's like, I'm living what I thought was the life of my dreams. And I'm happy. And she's like, Look at you! You're following your passion and following your dreams. She's like, you've inspired me to do something creative as well. So I think she, right. th- those girls are, are or those people are legitly supportive and maybe even yeah. a little bit envious because they don't know the reality of what it's really like being an artist. It's tough, yeah. But uh, it's funny because, you know, I feel like in Eastern culture, it's just like they, they don't even think about that. They're like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're gonna be poor. Yeah. All right, you want to be poor? Like, great. Exactly. Now, I mean, my mom came from my Comedy Central taping and on the way back in the car, she's like, hey, is it too late to go back to law? <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, my God. My mom, uh, like, my mom's um, come around, like, now, before oh, she was like, you know, she wouldn't want to tell people. Yeah, uh, same. Family. My mom still tells people I'm a lawyer. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. It's been, oh, my yeah. mom has been 10 years. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, my mom, when I got on, when I did some TV stuff, she she was a little more like brag braggy about it. Oh, good. Yeah, but it's it's still awkward, you know. With this, it's not as awkward, you know, when I hang out with um Puerto Rican family. When I hang out with Chinese, it's always awkward. It's just like you feel yeah. like you explain yourself so much, you know. Yeah. Now, so obviously, we're we're, we're kind of delving into the topic of like the differences between Western culture, Eastern culture. Um. What do like I, I know you didn't go to school in America, but like what do you think are some of the differences that you experienced going to school in Singapore? Um, like what are some things in Singapore school that we might not have here in um America? Yeah, so there's definitely a culture of um children should be seen but not heard. So we didn't we wouldn't like raise our hands to ask questions in class or really oh. voice our opinions. It was very much the teacher telling you the facts. And then you memorize them and then you regurgitate them in an exam. Whereas I think in America, you guys, a lot, you guys are a lot more about critical thinking and what's your opinion and, and developing a voice, right? Like in high school, did you get participation points in high school for speaking in class? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Because I experienced that when I came for college, I was like, I get rewarded for talking in class in Singapore. <laughs> I got my ass whooped for talking in class. Right. So over there, it's more like, this is the information and you fucking listen and uh that's it this is the curriculum it's right you listen you study that's that's kind of how it is that's kind of how it is yeah there was only one teacher i really experienced who did encourage questions she was my favorite teacher my history teacher so she i respected a lot uh, i'm not sure why she was a little more different from the rest but the the rest is pretty much like yeah they tell you what to think and then you regurgitate yeah. the exam they even had model exam answers my teachers would just make me memorize model exam answers and just regurgitate them during the exam right it actually sounds kind of nice though i think if you're a teacher that probably sounds good because i mean i hear all the fucking time from parents like what are these teachers uh teaching why are you teaching that like what kind of bullshit is this you know like you got to be teaching this or that and like they're trying to like tell the teachers what they should teach over here 
in America. Mm -hmm. And kids are obviously, you know, I feel like a lot of kids are like, you know, why, we, you know, I get this a lot. Like, why the hell didn't we learn how to pay our taxes in school? Or why didn't we learn things, you know, that we need in life? Why did we learn whatever, like calculus? Like, I don't need calculus yeah. for my life. And um, I feel like that just makes the job harder on teachers. Like teachers are like, you know, you th when you're growing up, you think teachers are like, I don't know, these gatekeepers or whatever. But when you get older, you're just like, oh, they're just regular people trying to make a living, you know? Yeah, I mean, my mom is a teacher. So just seeing her outside the classroom, just a regular woman trying to keep her shit together. Yeah. Like, I think maybe that's why I didn't really respect my teachers because <laughs> my mom was a teacher. Well, my I was dad like, you guys was, are no big deal. My my dad was a, a college teacher, so I think that that's a little different because you're not. I don't think you. It's more hand. It's not. It's less hands on in mm -hmm. college. But I think um, yeah, in high school and stuff, it's like, I mean, America. They literally like 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 if you're failing, they 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 tell your parents. They try to really help you. Like oh, they do. Wow. Yeah, and and I think. I would assume in uh, the Eastern cultures, like if you're failing, does anyone give a shit? Does there anyone? Yeah, it's really yeah. more, the onus is more on the on the parent. I didn't know, I, it's my first time hearing that in America, the school will, will be really hands-on and, and really get involved if a child is failing. In Singapore, it's all up to the parent. Then the parent then gets private tutoring for the kid, try to get the oh. kid better. You know, I'm like, but the school should be doing their job. Like, why do you need private tutoring if the school yeah. is doing its job? Yeah, I used to um like, I used to, what was my point? But I used to like, if I, if I didn't do well on something, yeah, if you, like, I feel like over here, if you don't do well on a test or your kid's failing to go, the, the school is doing something wrong, you know? Oh. And I definitely, I mean, I grew up, my mom's Chinese, so I got tutoring every fucking day. Like, hmm. you know, I went to like all these learning centers, like, uh, God damn it, like Kumon and uh, mm -hmm. Gores and my mom got me private tutoring and it, it was annoying to me because the culture we're growing up in, in, in North America is like, I would see parents like, what the fuck's my kid falling behind? You're leaving, blah, 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 blah. Like, they're just like totally got their kids back blaming <laughs> these teachers and the school system. And like, meanwhile, my mom's blaming me and, yeah, giving me and, and, and like torturing me, you know, giving me, uh, holding me accountable for everything, <laughs> which... I guess it's good because you want to be taught that, you know, for have some responsibility, you know, like if mm -hmm. I fail, it's because I probably didn't study or I'm not smart enough. It's not because the fucking school system uh, didn't make it easy enough for me, you know? Actually, that's a good point. Um, yeah. So, for example, and, and this might get controversial, but in comedy, there are female comedians who are complaining like, oh, I'm not getting spots because I'm a woman. I'm like, no, yeah, it's because you're not good enough. You know, I don't believe. Yeah that I'm not getting booked because I'm a woman. If I'm not getting booked because I'm not there yet, that's how yeah. I see it. But maybe that's my upbringing. Like, yeah, it's you. It's not the system's fault. It's you. That's that. You know what? It's I, I, I think this, this, this phrase I'm about to say rings 90% true. It's like you get everything you deserve in this business. So if you're like, whatever you have going on for you, it's because that's the level you like, that's the level of comedian you are, mm. you know? So if you're a great comic, you're going to be working great clubs, you know? Um, I mean, there's something to be said for networking and asking, right? So you can sure. be as great as you want, but if you never open your fucking mouth, no one's going to do you a favor. So there's that to so be a little bit of a hustler too. Yeah, yeah, that's, so yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah, but I would say mostly like 90%, it's about like, if you're, you, you, you kind of deserve everything you got right now, you know, but don't you feel like some people don't deserve what they got. <laughs> um, like anyone that's doing really well, I don't think that like, they don't deserve 
they're like anyone doing really well right now there's a reason why they're doing well you know mm. um now if they're not funny and they have these opportunities then they're not gonna just they're just not gonna get to that next level i feel like but, i see what you're saying yeah me that's a, yeah. a a cap to how good you can get i just i was just talking to a guy friend yesterday he's complaining about these hot girls getting spots just because they're hot so that's that, that's what i'm talking about but i guess yeah you can get a spot because you're hot, sure, but then can you get a Netflix special? No, probably yeah, but not. they're not. Like, here's the thing. It's like, I know, like, like anyone, even hot dudes getting spots. It's like, if you're not funny, you're not funny. Like, you're just not, you're, you're going to get the, getting spots is not that difficult. It's like, right. what you do with the spots. Also, it's like, we all, work, oh, I want to get spots. I want to get club spots. I want to work this club, that club. It's like, at the end of the day, it's like, you're just doing a spot on, like, on a Tuesday for, like, 45 people. It's like, that's really not what the goal is, you know? So right, exactly. I think in, in the beginning, it's 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 crazy. It's 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 exciting, but you know, like, what do you what I really want is like I want to be doing like uh, theaters full of people that want to come see me, you know, and the spots like this, you know, the strip spots, like which I'm like super grateful for. Um, that's not the end all, uh, 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 be all, you know. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I don't want to sound ungrateful, but yeah. and I'm very happy to be at least tentatively passed at the strip, but. You're right. Like the level of happiness is giving me. I mean, look, I'm not officially passed. Maybe if I'm officially passed, I'll feel a little bit differently. But yeah. the amount of satisfaction it's giving me is so different from like five years ago when I got my first club pass. Like, oh my God, I'm not going to be at this club. And yeah. then as, as the years went on, like, you know, still all, all these club passings were awesome and wonderful. But now I'm in the level where I'm like, this is so not the goal. <laughs> the goal is not to actually get into the strip, right? The goal is actually so much higher than yeah. that. And that's where I get down because I'm like, okay, now I know I'm good enough for the clouds, but am I good yeah. enough for that next level? Well, it's, it's almost expected. You're like, Hey, I'm already like, like doing these like clubs. Like I should, like I can work any club. So once you get a club now, I just like, right, yeah, exactly. like, this is what I deserve, you know? Um, I do want to say like, I think this goes more to the culture thing where you're like, Hey, for me, it's like, you know, you can complain about, um, not getting spots cause you're whatever gender you are or whatever, whatever it is, whatever it, but it's got to be you just just if you work hard, blah, 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 like that's such an Asian thing. Like that's how that's how I was raised, too. It's just, like, <laughs> yeah, you work, you take accountability. And like, I think there is this new like we always talk about Gen Z or whatever. Like this generation, this 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 culture is it's definitely more like, all right, if things are working out for me. What can I find wrong? What's wrong? Yeah, you know, very true. And, you know, when you say that you're going to offend people. Um. It's like that all like like did you, I don't know if you know but if you say um if you tell someone to work hard or if you give them the advice to work hard it's a kind of a, it's a microaggression in this country because you're basically mm. saying that everyone has the same starting off point everyone uh doesn't matter what their race socioeconomic background is and it's offensive but all you're really saying anyone that's saying work hard is like dude just like do your best you know yeah and people take this whole thing where it's like why are you making about race economic I'm like holy fuck dude it's like but it's a, it's it's kind of excuses. It's like, well, mm -hmm. you know, like I had one guy, a comic who's like in his mid thirties. One time, he just told me, he's like, "Man, like you're young, you know, you're lucky. You don't have a real job. You live at home. Like you get to do all this shit. Like it doesn't even count what you're doing because you have all these." Like I'm like, "Hey, man, but that's like that's like what I grew up into, you know. Like I'm grateful, but it's also like I do bust my ass. It's like yeah, you do. You're very hardworking. Yeah. So, but like people are always gonna say shit like that where it's like. Well, it's because of this. It's because of that, and that's not wrong thinking. Um, but I think the way we think, you know, 
our up, upbringing, Eastern kind of um, civilization upbringing is like that. That is just like that is not how we go about it. You know, like we always beat ourselves up for not being good enough. Like for us, it's like if we're not yeah. past somewhere, it's because what am I doing wrong? Most people were like, I'm not past there. Like, what are they? They're fucking up here. You know, like this mm-hmm. is racist. You know, you're just like, what? Like. 100%. I got a lot of flack actually because I posted on Facebook and I was very Asian about it. I was like, look, you know what? I, I'm tired of. You typed it in Chinese. Delicious. I was very Asian about it. <laughs> I was Asian about it because at the end, I did statistics. I was like, okay, I, I did the math. I was like, look, there are like 20% women comics in the city yeah. and 80% are men. So if you're going to pick the best of the, of the comics in any show, statistically, it's going to be like one female comic and four dudes. Like that's why you usually see like one, like one girl in the lineup and then four dudes, right? It's not discrimination. It's statistics. Very math. <laughs> so, that's so Asian. That was so fucking it's Asian. The math. <laughs> it's the math, people. Not discrimination. Yeah. But what is the, the math. What, what, are the, what was the, um, what was the flack you were getting? For like, what was so the rebuttals? Mostly female comics who didn't agree, who felt like it was discrimination that's keeping them down. That now, what, I was, what was the level of these female comics that were responding to you? No one at the clubs. Yeah. Right. No, because no club female comic would disagree with me. I'm I sure. always, anytime I, I see someone like complaining, um, I mean, you know, what Tim Dillon is. Yeah. So he just posted this like pretty, pretty ridiculous thing about the Ohio shooting about how um, the girl with this, did you, did you hear what happened in Ohio? Is it the 15 year old girl or? Yeah. So mm-hmm. he basically said, huh? The cop shot her? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. He okay. had the knife. And so he was saying that like, hey, there's a certain age when you're, but there's a certain amount of fat when no one can tell your age, something like that. And- A certain amount of what? He's saying when you're a certain amount of fat, when you're fat enough, Oh. you can't, your age doesn't matter because people can't tell what age you are you know wow yeah and it's like of course it's bad timing but like you know if he made that kind of joke without that background that's a kind of that's funny you know but Mm, it's kind of terrible like he what he attached it to and he got a lot of shit and a lot of comics saying like a lot of other comics saying like you can't work never work this club we're gonna protest and anytime i hear comics going like take that guy's thing take that guy's thing take that guy or that's offensive. That's like, don't book this guy. It's a never a comic that works any club <laughs> ever, right. never, ever, never, beba, lever. So until a comic, like, it's just, I don't know. It's one of those things where you're like, like people always go like, uh, oh, that guy's a hack, you know, blah, blah, blah. I always go, can you follow that guy? Cause if you can't follow that guy, you need to, you just don't then shut the fuck up and worry about following. Right. <laughs> Sorry. That's- but, it's one of those things where like, if you're not working clubs, you can't tell people, you shouldn't be telling, pointing fingers who can work, work clubs. You, don't even, you can't, you, you can't even work a club, you know? <laughs> it's like, if I, I, like, if you've never done anal, are you gonna give advice about doing anal, you know? <laughs> We're gonna get canceled for this, but. Uh, <laughs> your, your own podcast is gonna get canceled. Well, you're right, you're just being rational. That's the thing, you're, you're being, you're, 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 you're doing numbers and stuff. And I don't know, what, like, what were they saying? What were they saying? The, oh my god um on any given night there are more than enough female comics who have more than one female to have like an all-female lineup but the reality so the, none of these okay this is an interesting uh aside yeah so one of the girls who at the time was like no you know why why is there an all-male lineup what, what's, what's the problem she became a booker 
And now she's like, oh, I get it. All the good female comics are already booked. She, sometimes she just can't get a good female comic on the lineup. Yeah. Yeah, there's, like you said, there's not that many. Not that it's, many, uh, yeah. Number. There's not that many really good female comics. And if you look, I mean, just go to every comedy club website. They're all working every club, you know? They're working every club, that's right. So In a weird um, way, if you are really funny, a funny uh, female comic, it's, it, there's less uh, people to clear. Cause yeah, I mean, part of the reason why I was attractive to the booker of Comic Strip Live, not in a sexual sense, but as a, as a comic, is because yeah. I'm a woman. He's like, she's, to the person that recommended me, she's a female great like i need yeah. more women like they we need, need more, more women wo- i get the all yeah i hear that all the time we need more women we need uh more um yeah if you're just a, a dude a generic like uh dude it's it's not good we have a generic we have plenty of generic uh, white dudes black dudes whatever we, we need female comics for sure that's what i tell the female comics no it's not bad to be a female comic it's better for you to be a female comic at this time if you get good I wouldn't say your world's your oyster because like we were talking about to get to that next level. It's like, who knows what we need, but to get to the club level, to get spots, just be a good female comic and then you're, you're there. Like you will get booked. It's just what we talk about. It's hard. It's hard doing, even if you, even like, like you're like, you're, I'm not saying you're trying to do this, but like what right now you're, you're saying like, it's easy. It's easy. It, even if it's easier, it's still very hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Female comic. It's still very difficult. And it's treacherous and it's long and it's embarrassing. And I, we're just from these cultures where it's just like, work hard, study hard. It's your fault. You're not doing well. Like you fucking you know, piece of shit. Like every, mm-hmm. like every, the system is set up for you. Fucking figure it out. And everyone else is kind of a lot. A lot of people are kind of in this mindset where it's like, what, why, why, like, why aren't people booking me? It's like, it's something's uh, fucked up. The system's wrong. Like, like I'm great and blah blah blah. I always tell people too they want to work clubs. I'm like, can you do 20 minutes after Lenny Marcus? You know, mm-hmm. that's what I tell them, and they always go, I've done 20 minutes once. I'm like, ah, oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They have I mean, no when idea. I wasn't booked yet, I'll go to the clubs and be like, okay, this this is the lineup. Can I follow them? And if the answer was no, I wasn't ready to be booked at the club. Are you better than any of the comics on that lineup? That's that's the right. question you need to ask yourself. And you, if the answer is no, eh, you know, like you gotta. <laughs> Well, no, we're we're getting too far into uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, this is this is I, I I love um love talking to a, a another Asian about hustle culture. Hustle <laughs> culture, yes. <laughs> makes it very it makes it very easy. Um, yeah, now you're, you're reflecting back to me why I'm so fucking hard on myself. Like, oh, I see it now. I see it why I'm so hard on myself all the time. It's just the upbringing. It, it really is our upbringing. It, it, it's that's how we grew up, you know. Like, uh, I hope. I'm no. trying to rewire my brain now with like white people hypnosis. I'm amazing. I love myself exactly as I am. So I'm trying to self-worth. like whiten my brain. Yeah, it's good to have a little self-worth for sure. Yeah, a little self-worth. And like you said, asking for things that comes, you know, from this kind of culture where it's just like, hey, I'm good. Book me on that. But like you have to have that kind of a common sense where it's like, okay, no, I'm actually ready for that. Not just like I want yeah, that. I mean, that's how I got into Gotham. I had to open my mouth and ask. And the person I asked was like, I thought you were already in. I was like, I'm not. And then that's yeah. how it happened. I've gotten that a lot too. I've gotten like, it, it's weird. You think you're in your own world. You think everyone knows what your life is, but there's a couple of people at the cellar that are like, you're, you're, I just saw you here the other day. I'm like, who the fuck are you talking about? Like, like what? Um, 
but uh that's the next one i need to get into I, I, after everyone. after comics your lifestyle learn to stand and then i'm done <laughs> with the new you should, you should yeah. be i mean um i i can't think of any there's only like really one other asian comic it's ali wong that's like and she, you know she's too famous for the seller now you know so yeah, like, right you have that you know me i think that about that too like i'm asian puerto rican like i have like i'm no one's doing that at the fucking right. seller you know that could be their next steve Byrne. you know mm, true, so true. yeah so it'll come like i would say it's so funny because i can say this confidently like about you like it's a matter of time you know when ian before ian lair was in the cellar i would always tell him it's a matter of time and um the other day i was talking to this comic he goes oh it's a matter of time i'm like oh okay that makes me feel feel good good yeah, yeah. it's a matter of time for you too i think yeah I th you know it'll be fun one day we'll talk about this when we're sitting at the table i remember that fucking that'd be so awesome <laughs> <laughs> Remember uh, when we said it's just a matter of time? Well, it's time now. It's time now, right? <laughs> yeah, and we'll still be complaining about something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, be like, when's our Netflix special? It's a matter of time. <laughs> yeah, right. But the cell, I got eight spots tonight at the cellar. Where, where the fuck's my Netflix special? Exactly. Oh, and then, and after, all right, when's my second Netflix special already? Come on. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm not going to sell at the garden. Fucking bullshit. Well, I'm not selling out Medicine Square Garden. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So let me, I want to ask like maybe what, two more questions. Um. Now, what's like in America? We have prom, senior year. Guy asks a girl out. The prom, they do something corny like spray paint and uh, whipped cream on the girl's car. Prom question mark. They go to prom, dance. They get separated because they're grinding too hard. <laughs> and then uh, you know you go down the shore and you lose your virginity. And then you know no you end up breaking out with that person in college because there's hotter chicks out there um <laughs> wow what's the thing this is really like the, the tv shows that i watch so it's true <laughs> yeah i grew up like i grew up that was totally my experience not everyone not everyone has the same experience but i went to like a you know middle middle upper middle class suburban uh high school so yeah it was right out of a movie now what's what's wow. is there that in singapore i mean so different prom was so lame we went as a <laughs> class <laughs> what <laughs> You what sat you with your like class that? in a big round table. <laughs> what? Any dancing? Yeah. We danced as a class. <laughs> in the classroom? In in one of the auditoriums. We didn't like rent out a hotel or anything. It was just in school. Oh, God. It's so, so lame. So fucking lame. So no one's pulling up in limos or anything? No one's got a gown? No on. limos, nothing. No prom was so lame. I mean, I'm glad I joined a sorority in college because then we had these dancers. I felt like I made yeah. up for my prom FOMO. But yeah, we had like no formal prom, no guys asking a girl. Like maybe if you were already a couple and we had maybe a handful of couples, like they would probably go by themselves or they're probably in the same class or they'd still be sitting with the rest of their classmates in the table. Yeah. Oh, that's Yeah, but no, prom was very lame. So would you like, did you have a, 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 a date? No, I just went with my classmate. Right. And then there was, so there wasn't that much pressure to have a date, I guess. There was no pressure to have a date. No, okay. most people went like, oh wait, there was a couple in my class and they still just sat with us in the big round table. Right. So it was more we just like a, in a group afterwards. Right. It was more of a formal like event. It wasn't even like bring a date, you know, get hammered, get loser virginity. Night. It's not like a party. Right. A lame oh, party, no alcohol. Did you? Have, did you? Was there class too? Coke. Did was there learn? class? Yeah. They know they read out our grades afterwards at the end of prom. Like you, two hundred fifty-four points. You see a couple get broken up. Yeah. You got a forty? 
You're a fucking idiot. I can't date you're you. An idiot. <laughs> or if the girl does better than the guy, the guy's like, oh, you're stripping me of my masculinity. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, fucking, uh, I'm alpha. Fuck. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, cool. That's that sounds kind of sad. Um. It was sad. Yeah. Was there any like? Was there any kind of like fair like you know farewell like you know didn't like anything like crazy where you got drunk and stuff like anything? Mm. No, the fair was pretty non-eventful. We had that prom. Oh, we all had to gather back months after we we finished school for our grades so because our examination was the british examination yeah. uh, our exams had to be sent to england to get graded by fucking british people yeah. and then sent back so it took like three months like can you imagine getting your grades that would determine whether you could get into university three months after the fucking exam that's like three months of fucking anxiety yeah yeah so yeah. it was like a, a reunion an anxious reunion getting our grades like three months after we we graduated high school so you just came back and then they read out the scores out loud no they didn't <laughs> not not okay. the finishing school that was a little more secretive when you came back for the grade more secretive yeah okay. but everyone talked afterwards right right, oh, right oh but here's the thing they had this um they had a private meeting for those who who scored three a's and above like, okay anyone who scored three a's and above go to this room so when you saw people going into that room you knew you can't help <laughs> who the nerds were they just they had they still have to separate people they still, still had to people. separate people yep yep segregation uh, okay. is, is, is exists in asia too oh my god all right well that's um that's it sounds like it's pretty much you go to high school and then they just just after you're done no celebration. Just don't be a comedian. Get out of here. You don't guys have a big celebration. Is prom the big celebration? Yeah, I mean prom is like the big uh, farewell. You know, it's it's like the last time you're gonna see the people. It's a lot of build up to it. You know, get a date, mm. get the dress, get the talk. Getting late for the first time, like people get late for the first time at prom. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I, I don't think like that's more of like a movie type of thing. Like I think yeah. a lot of people do get laid before, but I mean there is that. There is that kind of pressure, you know, like it's like you've got a date. Are you, are you, you know, you're banging that person. Do you like that person? Like, what's the deal? You go to prom and like it's my prom date. You go to the after prom party and like. Was it after prom party? Wow. Yeah, we all go down the shore, um, the, you know, two nights at a hotel down the shore and you. Everyone two nights at a hotel. Oh, yeah, you people are definitely getting late then, huh? Oh, yes. It's totally illegal. All everyone's <laughs> 18 getting drunk. Uh. And just doing drugs and uh it's just like one of the it's just a tradition it's one of those traditions oh my god that, i've missed out so much <laughs> yeah it's a lot of fun but like like i said it's like it's great um i think it's great i think it's i i, I you know the more i talk to you i'm kind of happy the way i grew up where i grew up in like socially i grew up with this kind of culture but then with my parents i kind of was more um grew up asian so I do have that balance of like I'm gonna work hard, but also I yeah. can like ask for things, you know, or yeah, be a little a entitled, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you got a good balance, James. Yeah, I think you do too. I think you do too. I mean, I don't know. I think I'm more on the like hard on myself side. Yeah, but I mean, like, I, 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 I'm not trying to, um, you know, be super nice or but like, you know, you're a killer on stage. Like every time I've seen you go on, like people, they're not just laughing, but they're like in love with you you know that's Aww. a big thing like you could do well but like to get people to actually like you know um be into you like like you that's that's you're doing um something special you know and oh, thank uh you. yeah so 
let's uh let's wrap up here if you can go back to high school and change anything is there anything you would change i'd go to a different high school <laughs> i'd go to america and get blacked out i promise i oh my god i saw a brochure to go to america for high school i was like but actually i don't know i mean yeah, i've been like really wild and doing drugs and getting late way too young so i don't yeah. know i think because I, when i just watched the movies it's so mean girls over there yeah yeah, you have to be in the popular clique. I, it may not have been good for my self-esteem because I would have been this like nerdy little Asian girl. I might have gone bullied. There might have been some racism. I don't know. So very true. probably no. better I didn't go to America, I think. Very true. It's very, um, the hierarchy here, it's definitely like, you know, you see like the popular kids are always like athletes. They're white guys, black guys. The cheerleaders are all white, you know, and like, and then the Asians like, you know, it's kind of a thing. It's like Asians are obviously like they're not that athletic. Like you, you never see like the captain of the basketball team as a Asian dude, you know, like we just don't grow that tall, you know, and then, yeah, people, you know, there is that kind of thing. I grew up with it, you know, like, oh, Asian guy, you know, that, that little uh, stigma. So, but um, yeah, I can, I don't know. I don't want to say go ahead and be like, oh yeah, you would have had a hard time in high school over here, but I, I can see the... The, you know, the fear, you know? Yeah, for sure. Whereas I was a popular kid in school. I was the gang leader, you know? Because <laughs> in, yeah. in, back in my, my elite high school, I created my own little gang. I was the gang leader. Mm -hmm. So, like, I, I was popular. So, I just don't... I would have definitely not been a popular kid in an American high school. Well, you never know. But I would definitely... I, do I would have been the fat, funny friend, maybe. Yeah, that's what good. That's good, too. That's good, too. a <laughs> fat, funny friend? I was, oh, I was fat in high school. Oh, were you? Yeah, I mean, Asian fat, like 120. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my BMI was 7% uh, body fat. I was a fat kid in, in, uh, in Chinese school. Mm -hmm. I was fat too, but in American school, so I was just a fat fuck. Um, you really were? Yeah, I was pudgy. I was, I, I, like, it was pudgy. It was just all, like, child fat. Then I went through my growth spurt. I, I was fat, and then I remember, like, wanting to lose weight, and then I just started eating. Um, I was eating pizza and french fries for lunch every day. And wow. I just started eating, um, instead of the pizza line, I'd go on the deli line. I would just get like a, like a Italian sandwich or a salad with like, still not good for you, like salad with like ranch and like chicken. But just cause it wasn't pizza and fries, like just, I did that for like a, a month and I lost, and I went through my growth spurt at the same time. So I, I like basically went from like, I don't know, five, two, one, 25 to like, 5, 10, 5, 11, 120. It was crazy. Like, I just grew seven wow. inches. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, Charleston, do you want to plug in? attracting chicks. Oh, yes. Then, then the then the girls started coming, and then the conflict <laughs> started building. Yeah. It's, uh, people are shallow, you know? Uh, oh, so people. shallow, I know. So do you want to plug anything? Oh, um, you can follow me at Instagram. It's Jocelyn Comedy, J-O-C-E-L-Y-N Comedy. Mm -hmm. And uh, you said you said uh, you were taped for Comedy Central. Is that out already, or is that coming out? Oh, it's already been out. Okay. They, they put, they've aired it on TV. Oh, it's Comedy Central Asia, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, go check that out, guys. Um, Charleston's super funny. You'll be seeing her at Gotham. Comic strip soon. Westside Comedy Club. Hopefully, uh, they open soon. Um, I, I want my weekend spots. Um, yeah, good for you. Yay. I was I was super excited. I was like, you know, obviously you get in any club and you start getting weekends. You just want to fucking scream to the world that you made it. Mm -hmm. But uh, be back there. Guys, you can follow me at Kamach Bro on... Uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, album coming out soon. Do the pre-order, the extra credit. It's on Amazon, iTunes for pre-order right now. 
Um, and then I am going to be um, check my website, jamescamacho.com for all tour dates. Um, yeah, come see me in the city. I'll be in uh, South Florida for a week at the end of May. Come see me there. Um, if you're in Jersey, Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club, June 16th, 17th. Uh, Connecticut, Stand Up Underground, June 25th, 26th. And if you uh, are from the Northwest, I'll be at Joker's Comedy Club in Richland, Washington, June 11th, 12th. Jocelyn, thank you so much oh my for God, coming you're on. You're so booked. I'm impressed. Oh, dad, I'm doing all those gigs for free. Uh, no. <laughs> No, I, I appreciate Yeah, it's fun. Got to work on the, the long sets, the headlining sets, you know? Mm. Congrats. Thank you, guys. Congrats Thanks for listening. the first album. That's awesome. Huge thank you. Soul. Thank you. Very excited about it. Um, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.